conversation are y'all ready for it because i'm ready for it <clears throat> i'm super excited today we are going to be talking with my girl tamada mena um she's an actress host model woman of many talents she is the shit are you guys ready for this conversation because this is about to be a really good fucking conversation there will be a q a at the end are y'all ready for it my girl is in the house my girl is in the house my girl is in the house hey how are you i'm good i dressed up for you because these days i don't really girl i don't really get ready like this just girl listen it's real. I've like just started wearing an like outfit on days because I'm like, I got to get my swag back. Things are slowly but surely about to start opening up again. So I'm like, let me get my swag back. I know. And it makes such a difference when you've gone so many days without like, you know, getting ready at all because I've gone days. And then I'm like, oh, ooh, okay. Right. You see what I'm saying? Like I had somebody come by and do my eyebrows. Thank God. Oh yeah. Finally. Good. Thank you, girl. Thank you, girl. Um, so yes, for those who don't know, this is my girl Tamada Mena. She's an actress, host, model, uh, beautiful woman, beautiful friend, love her dearly. Um, so we are on the new narrative right now, and we're just gonna be talking about disability. Um, how we have been able, hi mama, my mama's in the chat. Uh, oh, hi mom. <laughs> how we use um, our influence as people with disabilities to change the narrative, create a new narrative about people with disabilities. So as we are talking, you guys, please make sure you leave comments in the question box below because the chat tends to go crazy as the conversation goes and we want to be sure we answer all of your questions. So please, please, please leave um, a question in the question box below. Um, so Tamada, what a lot of people don't know is we're actually from the same area code. Yes, we still have, you still got the 209, right? I don't have a 209 number anymore, but I rep 209. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Exactly. That that's kind of like a fun fact between us because a lot of people don't know that we are from the two and I, I'm from Stockton and you're Modesto, right? I, I yes, I was born and raised in Mexico and I moved to Modesto when I was thirteen because my grandfather lived there. So basically I feel like almost half of my life I grew up in Modesto, which was completely different by the way from where I grew up. But um anyway, so yeah, I'm always happy to go back, you know, to it's so different from here, but it's, you know, it has a place in my heart, very special place. Exactly, right? Like that, that's exactly how I feel about home. Cause it's, it's kind of like sometimes a love-hate relationship, right? Where it's like, you're so used to the LA fast lifestyle and going here, doing this, doing that. But then, so then sometimes like when you go home, you're like, I don't really want to go home. It's boring. There ain't nothing to do. But then like when you get home, you're like, man, it feels good to just chill out. Dude, it's like refreshing. I've gone, I've driven through the orchards and I'm like, oh man, this is peaceful. I don't know that I want to be there, like, but, but it's, I've appreciated other things that when I lived there, I didn't appreciate. Right, exactly, exactly. So yeah, no, I, I love going back home now. Um, now that I'm older and more mature and value different things, yeah. you know, going home and having the peace and the, the quiet of, of the city is definitely um, beneficial for sure. So since we're talking about like our past, I really want people to, you know, because the new narrative is about disability and how, you know, we use 
the work that we do to change the narrative about people with disabilities and what we can or cannot do or what we can or cannot achieve. And so I kind of want you to just quickly give us a little backstory of, um, because I know you weren't born with a disability. So give us kind of a backstory of what your disability is and how you became um, a person with a disability. Yeah, emphasis, right, on uh, brief, brief, and brief. Right, because we got to get to the nitty-gritty of things. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Lolo and I could talk forever, and we have so many things we want to get to. So, um, please, if you want to know more details of my story and things like that, maybe go to my website or YouTube. There's stuff about my story. But in a summarized way, um, I was not born with a disability. I had an accident when I was 19. It was a car accident. I was in a taxi. We didn't want to drink and drive, and unfortunately, we crashed with a horse on the middle of the highway. So it's a very random, freaky um, accident. And unfortunately, from that, my boyfriend passed away, and I was left paralyzed from the chest down. Mm, got it. And how did something like that... Um kind of affect you moving forward? Because I think the thing a lot of times is is people, they have situations or they hear our stories and then they want to harp on just that part of the story versus the actual journey to get from that moment into living a more, I guess, positive and forward-thinking lifestyle. So kind of explain to us a little bit about that journey. How did you deal with um your boyfriend at the time passing away you becoming um paralyzed and then making the choice to do something more with your life than having to harp in that dark place because that's where a lot of people think we stay when it especially if we weren't born with a disability a lot of people assume that's where we stay in our lives so kind of you know explain what that journey looked like yeah, so it, it's interesting because, you know, in the papers, I feel like I was portrayed a lot. Speaking of, by the way, I love um, I love the name, you know, the narrative, like, I just love it. Changing Thanks. the narrative is what we are. And I feel like I did that early on. I changed the narrative because they were, it, it was more like I was a victim, which I was. In that circumstance, I was a victim. But... Um, it was really important for me, like words that my, um, you know, I guess family support was super, super important. First and foremost, faith. Faith is like what got me through the worst days. I can honestly say that when my accident happened, I mean, I had so much pain. It was just like I was in and out of consciousness, this really dark place. And just trying to make sense of why that happened was like, making me crazy and honestly, the only thing that gave me peace was knowing that God was going to give me the strength to get through whatever that was. So faith was number one. And then my family, mm -hmm. just so thankful, especially my mom, you know, I've always been very close to my mom. She's like a single mom. She's always been my rock. She's always yep. the strength to move forward. Always told me you can do it. And I feel so blessed because I know not everyone has that. We all need somebody that believes in you. Somebody, it makes a difference when someone believes in you and, you know, says just just those things, simple words is like, you're going to get through this. You're going to yep. be fine, especially in those moments. So having that was like awesome. And not only her, all my family really supported me. Um, but it was interesting. Uh, going back to the papers, I felt like I was portrayed as a victim and I didn't want to be a victim. I knew I wanted to move forward and do everything that I wanted to do and more, especially because of Patrick. His name was Patrick. My boy mm. passed away. So we have the ability to channel, like, you know, there, there's circumstances in life that you're not going to be in control, but you are able to control your perspective or how you choose to channel your emotions. So instead of, even though it was the worst pain, losing him way more than losing the ability to walk, I used that aspect of my story to mm -hmm. give me strength to move forward because he didn't have the chance that I got and I knew he would want me to move forward in life and, 
and do everything that that I wanted that he couldn't do. So mm -hmm. I used that as my like motor to like keep me going. So I was already doing that, but my aunt said to me, uh, it's like so cliche these words, but they were so powerful, Lola. Yeah. And said to me, just remember that you're not a victim, you're a survivor. Mm. It was like, yes. And I remember committing to living my life as a survivor. I didn't say anything to her, but in my mind I said, I am, and I'm gonna live my life that way. Um, I still, of course, you know, like any human being, throw my little, uh, oh, poor me, and what does it not Of course. Why? But it really was a powerful moment, and I really committed. So that was uh, it really important, you know? So no matter what happens to you, you, you choose what to make of your situation. You, some things will never make sense. Like, I stopped trying to make sense of that. Like, how the hell does that make sense in any way? You know, we're trying to avoid a car accident car you know to course like all these things but what matters is what i chose to make of my life i love that and you know what's so interesting is like as i've been talking to everybody you know i've talked to ann i've talked to k chantel yeah. i've talked to james I, i've you know we're all in the same circles, yeah. right so you know everyone that i talk to no matter the disability so far how they be became people with disabilities or you know if they were born with disabilities everyone has said the same thing is that it started up here they made a choice and worked on that choice that they decided on up here and moved forward knowing that um so i just think that it's so interesting because that's what i did for myself and sometimes it's not until we talk to each other that we realize like oh this is why we are doing the things that we're doing and why we're successful at the things that we're successful at is because we've all made that same decision in our minds to have a different perspective, to feel a different way about our situations and move forward from there. I think the most interesting part about that is the fact that disability or not, everyone has to make a decision. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. About whatever their predicament may be, whether it's a financial one, a physical one, an emotional one, like everyone has to do this. So disability or not, we all have the same power within our mindset to to change our circumstance. So yes. So the so I love hearing that. And so once you made that decision, like, okay, this is how I'm gonna live my life, I'm gonna be a survivor, what gave you the courage? to want to be an actress and a host. Because it's one thing to, to make the choice, like, I'm gonna be a survivor, I'm not gonna let this get me down. It's another thing to be like, I'm not gonna be a victim of my situation, I'm gonna be a survivor, and I'm gonna go in front of the camera and do what I wanna do, knowing that society does not look at people with disabilities as beautiful people or um people that can host or act or have talent or anything like that so what gave you in a sense what gave you the nerve to think that you could do it well that that's like a loaded question because it you know just like we've said it's the journey and you really have to trust the journey and appreciate the journey because where you were like a few years ago you know where you thought you would be uh, it may not be, you know, but perspective is always the, you know, the number one and your attitude. But I majored in communication. So um, quick reference, uh, you can see my scar right here. This is my trach scar. And I always leave it in my photos. Um, my lungs collapsed at the scene. Mm -hmm. I was paralyzed. So I was not able to have a voice for like a month and a half. And it mm -hmm. was really frustrating. And I could not write either because they had to reconstruct look that's my plate that to reconstruct my right shoulder and i so long story short i could not communicate at the worst time of my life i didn't even know what had happened to me so from that i gained just such a deep appreciation for being able to use my voice for gaining my voice back because other people have to be on a trick forever and mm -hmm. i know what it's like no matter what, you can move forward and do anything you put, set your mind to, but it's it's tough. 
And so I was like, I want to do something with my voice. Like I want to do something positive now that I have a second chance in life, but I didn't know what. So I started sharing my story and people were very touched by it. And I started seeing it made such a positive impact. And someone said to me, what about communication? Why don't you study communication? Because I was an international business major. So nothing, nothing to related to what I'm doing at all. So mm -hmm. I went move forward communication, graduated in communication from CSU Stanislaus. And I start sharing my story on um, different TV shows, English and Spanish. They started mm -hmm. interviewing me and it is people who started telling me, you, you're so good on camera. You should think about working on camera or in front of the cameras, things like that. Even yeah. like the actual host. And that start that started getting me thinking like, wait, there's really not like hosts. This was a few years ago. There, I don't know anyone. I, I'm not saying there wasn't anyone. I didn't know anyone like mainstream, you know. And I still don't know anyone. I'm not saying yeah. uh, um, that is like really mainstream, you know, and um, big TV network. There are reporters and hosts worldwide, but they're probably like a few, you know, worldwide. Yeah. So that's when I, I guess I like challenges and I saw it as a challenge and, and more so I saw it as a way that we could change, even though it's, it's daunting the idea of like being in front of the cameras, maybe for some people it came natural to me, but more so like what it could do that we could mm. change. Like we need to have, you know, like we're, I think a lot of us are used to being asked like for interviews because our, our stories inspirational. Yeah. I, I want there to be, uh, I want to be there because I have the talent, not because my story's inspirational. Like, uh, you know, I've had this phrase in my mind for a while. Like, I don't just want to be an inspiration. I want to be a game changer, someone that can change the way, you know, people see us. So that's why uh, I wish I had like, a better story to no i think that's perfect I, of like hosting because it, it hasn't been that easy at all like to to actually get opportunities and i was denied i mean i can't i won't open up a lot but i i was working with a network down here a few networks turned me down didn't even mm -hmm. sadly i speak spanish fluently and that's yeah i'm very proud of and i i was like hoping that a spanish this is like real TV network would hire me um, mm -hmm. because I'm so proud of it. And yeah. we're even further behind in the way that um, the Latino community sees disabilities. So it's, it's really a fact. So I wanted that. And because I'm proud, turns out a few didn't even want to look at me. Sadly, mm. I, I kid you not, I had an agent pitch me to a producer and say, hey, you know, I have this girl that I'm representing. She's a host, she's great. Uh, she's in a wheelchair. He started out with first, like, she's really good, blah, blah, blah. And then the guy looks at him and was like, are you serious? And then he's like, he's told me the story. And he's like, yeah, I'm serious. Like he didn't, he didn't get it. And he was like, and just blew him off. And did he ask me for it? He said to, to him, you gotta meet her didn't even give me the chance to meet him. So I'm wow. just going to one of the stories. And then I was working with a network that's a uh, national network that that is more diverse and eclectic. And even though I proved my talent after shooting several episodes, mm -hmm. the CEO did not want to have a host in a wheelchair. And that, mm. girl, this is like several times several networks so at this point i was a year of uh being down here in la and i was just so just defeated i felt yeah. like i'm not gonna be able to do it i don't think i can change so i thought about moving back at that point um it was really low moment the most powerful thing and i hope this will touch anybody is that I really thought, you know, they're not giving me the opportunity. They don't think I can do it. Maybe I should just go back. Luckily, I got great advice from several people who gave me the courage to, no, don't go back. It's too early. Just stay. And I stayed. 
but the awesome thing is that after that i decided to produce my own show and um i i contacted a, an editor danny um i don't know if he's watching but he's awesome videographer and editor so he believed in me so we started working together um we, i filmed 10 episodes of cb on tv and it was um content that encourages people to see beyond it was uh, diverse not just the people with disabilities but of course it was disability inclusive and, of course um i filmed 10 episodes and i feel so proud because not all, more than anything it's like i didn't let what they thought of me stop me like you don't think i can do it then i'm gonna do it that was like really powerful and very empowering. And I'll always be proud of that. That's number one. And two, I actually, it helped me, you know, you have to be honest with yourself. Um, I, I grew from that because I started watching myself and seeing, okay, I don't like this. I need to be more like this. If I, if I want people to watch me, I need to do this, that, the other. And, and, and I can honestly say from, like some of my first hosting videos to like some of my last ones from see beyond i really saw uh an improvement so you know I, and that's that's something i love I that take away from you exactly and i think the thing that's so interesting because i was actually going to ask you about you know how what is it like having a disability and being latina because the thing is, because I know what it's like, you know, having a disability and how the black community responds to it, you know. Um, so I'm also very curious about how other communities um, respond to disability. But I think before even going there, the the biggest part of this and what a lot of people don't learn and take accountability for is one if you tend to be someone who has been getting a lot of no's, right? For whatever reason, right? We, we may not even really know what, what the issue is because in some cases, it may be because of disability. And in other cases, once we take accountability of our work, we look back and like, you know, maybe I really wasn't ready as much as I thought I was. Mm -hmm. So I think there's kind of like that twofold situation where almost like knowing that we have disabilities we have to work 10 times harder um and especially as women of color we have to work 10 times harder to prove our talent and our abilities to get the same opportunities as other people who it's tend to get the job reality. all the time yeah. i was and, in um an interesting um you know like uh, experience from hosting and i I'm really glad I like dared myself because I, I swear to you, I didn't even know where to start or how to do it because I didn't, I didn't know anyone who was like a red carpet host or things like mm -hmm. that. I made the mistake, for example. So if anyone wants to like, uh, you know, consider this, I, I've, there's a, an event I went to and I was interviewing people on the red carpet and I was like, my, you know my chair and I was just holding the mic and people were just standing up people don't really know what to do so they're just standing up I'm just in my chair it looked horrible in terms of the view so then I was like no I don't like that we got to be at the same level but then mm -hmm. with that it comes asking people if they can sit down so I went to an event I was covering fashion week down here in LA and luckily they were very very open they were excited this was a few a couple of years ago two or three they were very excited to have me as a host and the whole event i was like the only person in a wheelchair and i asked them if they could um have chairs you know on the red carpet they were super nice they were all about it but the designers several of the designers and it's all based on culture so this is what it mm -hmm. where it goes to it and not that I'm trying to be like, uh, like, you know, stereotype people, but it does vary. So some people, and it, it, like I said, it was, they were from different cultures. They looked at me like, like at first, it was interesting looks. It was like, mm. oh, 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 she's gonna interview me. But then it's, so this goes to what you're saying. 
you gotta be like quick you you got you know you don't have a lot of time to, to get people's attention in general but you gotta work 10 times harder to prove that oh yeah like i got this like just because i'm in a chair doesn't mean i can't interview you or be just as capable or you know like quick or whatever as any other host so exactly interesting the looks from some people but then yeah. they like once i prove like uh, you know i got the talent to to interview to be here they they changed um some of them and others were like oh my god yes i love oh yeah of course yeah like, they were happy to sit down with me they actually even thanked me that's and dope you know i even noticed it's actually a good thing because so anyway any other producers watching us hire hosts in wheelchairs because you know what happens even on the red carpet they actually gave me better interviews because it was like they've been uh, all over the place they were showing like you know their brand is so busy normally they're standing up right so yeah they had to sit down and it was like they relaxed they were like open it was like a little i love breeze. that it was actually like awesome so it you know what i mean like you can look at something you i might i might have been like a shock to them and been more like a disadvantage or whatever in in you know initially but then it was actually a good thing for them and for me because i got better interviews so um it's interesting so that was a really interesting journey that i learned and um i'm happy that i went through i'm happy that i even dared to do it because i really didn't even know where to start I didn't know like what was the right way to do it but now like you know i feel like more confident and i learned what how i you know how i can improve it along the journey i wasn't at some point i thought i was more ready and i wasn't you know and that is so important that is so so important disability or not if you're going after any career any situation whatever it is that you're going after sometimes we have to check our own egos and be mindful of like you know maybe i wasn't really ready like i thought i was because i've definitely had plenty of situations like that but i think the 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 way we realize whether or not we were really ready is by taking the chance to fuck up in the first place yep. that's the biggest thing because a lot of times especially because we know we have to be work 10 times harder be 10 times more talented and all these different things we feel like we have to go into every situation already perfect when right. and then because if we feel like we're not at the perfect stage that we don't even try we stop but ourselves yes and with that i gotta thank my girl lolo because you gave me the best advice with content creation i was mm -hmm. stopping myself a lot from it because i didn't know how to edit how to do any videos and I wanted my videos. I looked at a lot of the videos that I liked. I wanted them to be perfect and be awesome. And I had no fucking clue how to start. So I was keeping myself from that. And you said, just do it. Like it doesn't need to be perfect. What matters is that you get it out there. It can just be with your cell phone. And it's that kind of same mentality. Like I didn't really know where to start. I didn't know what was best, what was appropriate. Now I'm happy to share this with you. You know, like now I feel like at least I saw what works, what worked good for me, and I would be happy to share that. But, but in the beginning, I didn't imagine if I stopped myself because, oh no, there's no other host in a wheelchair so that I know of, so I'm just not gonna do it. Exactly, it's, exactly, yeah. and and that's the thing is a lot of times we get caught up, and I think it's almost um, there's a term for it. I can't think of it right now, but there's a term that basically a lot of times as people with disabilities, um, is it called like an ableist complex? It's something along the lines. I, you know what I'm talking oh, about? I, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it, it's it's exactly that. that. It, it's exactly that where we feel like if we aren't presenting ourselves to, you know, an ableist standard, that we're not good enough and that we in all those different things so go ahead go ahead go ahead no no i'm just feeling what you're saying it's so true i hope people are connecting with us and even um in a relationship lolo that that's too that's stuff that i've made subconsciously uh you know like oh 
am I good enough? Maybe Chris deserves someone that can do X, Y, and Z that I can't do because I'm in a wheelchair. I don't want to be a burden. But that, all those negative, but, uh, you know, like, I guess that probably that term that which makes perfect sense. If I don't know the exact term, but I know I've done it plenty of times. So if that's yep. the term, uh, if we do that really like, you know, fucks up with you and it doesn't let you be the, the person or the partner that you could be because a lot has to do with the way for anyone who wants to date. Um, yeah, well, everyone wants to find someone. What matters the most is the way you see yourself and the way you present that to your partner. Because my first date with Chris, not to go on a tangent, but just briefly, I had to, yeah, I had to pee and I have a reconstructive surgery where I can catheterize through my belly mm -hmm. button. So I use a mm -hmm. catheter to avoid my bladder. Anyways, uh, we were at the park. And there was like, at this park, there's no bathrooms. I had to pee really bad. And I'm just like, shh. And I was just like, I just owned it, girl. I, and he told me, he like loved that. He said that like, it was something that could have been awkward. Our first right. date. I knew him, but it's our first like date, actual date. And first time I see him after years, he never seen me in a chair. He met me before without being in a wheelchair so first mm. time imagine and then here i am and i just like made it natural like just owned it this is how i have to this is how i boom 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 my surgery he was just like oh okay and because i just rolled with it and owned it he's just like okay all right no big deal so when we're like make like this big scene in our mind that really affects the way you interact and that's going to affect in return the way they see you. Exactly. And girl, now, you know, dating is the topic. So you have to come back so we can talk about that stuff too. Yeah. Or you're yeah, going to have to be a, a guest on my sit and sip after hours. Cause you know, that's my late night adult style talk show. Um, but yeah, but I think overall it is that thing where you know, we we get caught up in feeling like if we can't perform at the same level as an able-bodied person, then we are less than them um, for that. And and it's not even only our own selves. I mean, society pumps that into our brains yeah. and society tells us that that's what the case is. You know what I mean? And so it does, it, it can fuck up our relationships, our business partnerships. It can, it can mess up a lot. So, um, yeah. so it's just interesting that, you know, we got to talking about that because that's exactly a lot of times that stops people with disabilities from pursuing their dreams and changing the narrative about people with disabilities is because we feel like our narrative has to be something that, um, it coincides with, with how able-bodied people see us. When right. it's just like, no, 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 no. The way you see us is not how we live, okay? This is how we live, you know? And so, um, so yeah, so I, I just absolutely love that. So what I did want to go back to, though, um, especially now, you know, with, um, you know, uh, the Black Lives Matter movement and everything that's happening um, with our experiences as Black people in America, which has started since the day these motherfuckers brought us over here against our will um, and all these different things. I know my experiences as a black woman with a disability, but I'm curious as what are some of your experiences, positive or negative, just kind of what is your experience like in the Latina community? Because I've never heard about like, I don't know, like, is that community more forward thinking then the black community and not even like comparing not comparing at all but just more so gaining an understanding of people's individual um uh representations and communities because you're a proud latina i'm a proud black woman and we both have disabilities so i'm just curious of like what have some of your experiences been within your own community um and having a disability it's definitely behind from, uh -huh. I would say from the US, even Spanish speaking 
shows because I'm telling you, like one of the big, biggest things that I always be proud of was being on. Uh, I was on the beauty pageant and reality TV show Nuestra Belleza Latina in 2013, and that's a world just as an example. And TV where they have. I mean, they have drop dead gorgeous women, you know, on their mm -hmm. operas, just like put on the Spanish speaking channel, their host. It's a world that really does not see disability. And with that goes, like, I even got some questions, some comments after I was on there where, where people would say like, oh, you like being in a beauty or being like a beauty queen in a wheelchair, never. It's like, you know, it's like it do it doesn't. It's like you're not like as sexy as beautiful. It's not even seen. Like they were mm -hmm. so shocked. It was a surprise. So that that I I kept it from the judges. It's like a format similar to like American Idol. So I first mm -hmm. met okay. then with the celebrity judges, and they all come from beauty pageants in that world. They were girl. They were shocked. Like so shocked that I was there. And even later said that they didn't even, they didn't know if it was a joke. Imagine, oh yeah, gotcha, yeah, I can walk. Like, who would joke about that? Come on. Oh my gosh. Yeah, to that level, to where, but, but especially it was 2013. But mm -hmm. in general, like, till this day, soap operas, TV shows, newscasts, whatever, um, I mean, I don't see representation as like showing talent, you know, talent with disabilities mm. and changing the narrative. And I think a lot of it, though, has to do, and I would love to do more, how I don't know, but look, accessibility is not even there in, in Mexico. It has mm. gotten better but it's not like what the US is. That's part of, I've, I've, people have asked me if I would move to where, to Mexico. And that's probably like my other, other reasons involved, but my number one reason why I wouldn't is because of the lack of accessibility. I don't want to go mm. to a restaurant and wonder, which I have wondered if there's going to be a bathroom or will they have to pick me up? I've had to, Listen, I had to one time, like I had a, a wider wheelchair in the beginning. Yeah. And in order to go to the bathroom, they had to pick me up and then undo the, the wheelchair, take off one wheel, put it in the bathroom, and then like put it back together again. We had to do that again in order for me to go out. There was no wheelchair accessible bathroom stall. Wow. So we had to close the whole bathroom. People are knocking. We're like, someone's in a wheel. It's just like, this has mm. been years ago, but they don't have those laws. They don't have that. So imagine, I mean, if you don't even know, people adapt amazingly. I mean, shout yeah. out to a lot of like, my you know my peeps from mexico because they really like they adapt and there's a i've seen amazing things that they do because they there's no accessibility so they just got to figure out a way to get to places but if you don't even have that you know and and there's disabilities that really prevent you from doing certain things you know some people have like abs have like all this like you know they may be in a wheelchair but they have a lot of strength and ability mm -hmm. and, you know well, don't so if yeah. you don't have the accessibility to go outside your place i mean how do you think you're gonna be like uh, you know like working or being right. hired it makes it that much more difficult not to say that they're they're they don't have amazing talented people but i think it just starts there and then mm. That's where I, I think they really need to change and improve more because there's uh, as an example too they have ramps Sometimes mm -hmm. in certain places in the city, there's no code. They're like steep ass ramps that I can't do by myself. So it's like, what's the point of having a ramp like that if I'm still gonna have to ask for help? Yeah, yeah. So I do think definitely, um, you know, I don't live there, so it's hard to be like an activist, I guess, there. But I, I do wish, um, I guess I could do more in that sense because 
uh, they deserve to have that accessibility and more rights and more inclusion before we could even get to entertainment or things like that. But as you right. know, entertainment and the media is so powerful. So when you see, because I'm sure this happened to you when I got injured, I didn't really see because push girls came shout out to mm -hmm. Anne. Uh, Push Girls came several years later after I was injured. It, had I gotten injured at that moment, I saw them. I think that would have like, okay, they, look at them. They're all beautiful, sexy. That they nothing stopping them. I can do it too. But that didn't happen that way for me. But I mean, it was hard for me to see me capable and beautiful and like I can be sexy. I can be fly because there mm -hmm. was no representation, you know? Right. And we still are fighting for that. I mean, yeah. On. But it makes a big difference, you know, if you can see that someone else is doing something that one day you you dreamed of doing, I mean, that's like so powerful, you know? It and is. Young, and and it, may, it, does make all, it does make all the difference in the world, like having that level of representation, which is why, like, you know, I wanted to create the new narrative so people can see the representation is there, even if it may not have made it all the way to like the massive, like big screen situation, you know, but I think the internet carries a lot of weight. So as we are ending, yeah, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say social media is so powerful. And you know what, it may be even more impactful in, in, to a certain way, you know, because if you follow, they start following you because they love you, they love who you are, you know, they fall in love with you, they support your projects. It's like, it may even be like a better way to for people to really know how we feel or how we do exactly them. So no social media. That's why like, I'm proud of all of us because we're not waiting for for the media to catch up with us. We're, we're and exactly you know, great way to, to get, get our stories out there, get the content out there. Um, one thing I'm also passionate about is like body positivity. You know, I got tired of waiting to see like sexy images of people in chairs and mm -hmm. I with that Lolo cause I was, I was pretty sexy before I, 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 I was in a bikini calendar, not naked or anything, but yeah, yeah. Under right before my accident, then I get injured, and I felt like I could. I didn't even think I could be ill, because I, I didn't know yeah. of any. Like and and I don't know. It just was really tough for me. I felt like I had to be a different person than I was before because I didn't know anyone. I didn't think I could be who I was before, but now I'm a wheelchair. Right. And it's taken me years to just you know get, get to that to figure that out own, to own it and show it to the world and and i'm happy to share that because uh you know women with disease or disabled however you you know we're beautiful and sexy just just because you have a disability doesn't mean you're not attractive or you know exactly and that's, and, that, and that's girl we could talk about that for years so yeah but yeah so we're gonna go to the questions um i saw some questions in the chat box so what are your tips for advocating for yourself in public and within medical circles? I constantly come off as an angry person. That's what the rest of it says. So Tamara. All, all I can say is you have to advocate for yourself. I've been in different situations and the reality is people don't get it. So I guess, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I'm not listening to your tone of voice, you know, just like they say, it's not what you say, but how you say it. So even though some things are really infuriating and frustrating, uh, perhaps people are not going to react. It's not going to be successful if you come off from an angry place, which I totally get it. But at the end of the day, never stop advocating for yourself because people don't understand. And the only way we're going to change things in whatever circle is if somebody speaks up. So more power to you, but just maybe try to find a way that it can be uh, productive and not like, if anything, just like become a barrier. 
Right. And that would definitely be my tip as well. You know, it's exactly what Tamata said about, you know, sometimes it's how you say it versus exactly what you're saying. You know, if you come off with an attitude or you feel like you're angry about something, that's how people are going to take it. And they're immediately going to put up the defense because it's something that they don't know. And they're going to feel slighted because they don't know. And, yeah. Or sometimes they know they've messed up, but they feel attacked and then they're gonna be on the defense because it'll be easier to put it on you so i guess then then it it's like a lose-lose situation so exactly exactly okay uh let's do another question um here we go how do you handle the stairs in a professional setting like when people are staring at you in professional settings how do you handle it um let them let them stare all day long you know what's that phrase uh, well i love Ange. Ange said if you can't stand up stand out she's yep. queen of that quote and i believe it too you know don't don't let you're gonna stand out this is the reality i this is a really powerful story i want to share with you one of my followers invited me to her wedding uh, of course everyone was watching her you know she's the a bride in a wheelchair everyone was there for her and i just told her to to not let it um you know like just shy away like people are gonna stare because the reality is oftentimes we're like the only person i mean you're lucky if you happen to be somewhere when you see another like fellow wheeler or whatever typically yeah. it's only you so of course like people don't uh, still to say don't know how to react either do they stare do they not stare like they don't know what's what's okay so uh just own it i think it's gonna happen but also don't be don't take it as an offense would be my advice um because it, it, we want people to stare at us like and we deserve to be seen and we deserve to be given those opportunities so if we are like and on the defense, we don't want them, then how the hell are we gonna get to a place where people are seeing us mainstream if we don't wanna be seen, you know? Like, we deserve to be seen because we're so much more than our disability, so, so much more than our wheelchair, crutches, foremost, so. Um, just, exactly. Uh, I was just gonna say, I would definitely, you know, piggyback off of what Tamara is saying is, that's exactly it, you know, we wanna be seen, so people, are staring at you give them something to look at say hello flash a smile wink one time you know wave back or something like that's what i always do embrace the fact that they're looking at you and embrace it in a positive way because nine times out of ten they're staring because they're curious and they're staring because they're like damn i've never seen somebody so fly um in a wheelchair so they're like really really fucking confused and then you know even if they're staring at you like negatively when you flash back that smile and you basically are letting them know that your little stare ain't doing nothing you ain't gonna break my day you ain't go yeah. gonna ruin my day with your negative perception of who i am then they really be feeling stupid so that's that's how that happens so we're gonna get one more question tomorrow and then we will close this out how did you get into modeling hosting and acting very quick though because we only have like a couple more minutes Quickly, modeling started right before my accident, a year and a half prior to that, but college was always my number one goal, so I never lost sight of it. Um, so when I, um, you know, got paralyzed, then I studied communication. That took me to doing interviews, that took me to hosting, and it is to coming to LA, being a host, that I met a producer who saw something in me and gave me an opportunity to audition for a web series and I did not limit myself because I had no training. I didn't think I would get it, but I gave it my best and I got it. And that was a crazy because everyone was so talented in the cast and um, I'm still working on that, all those things. But um, I, I guess one thing has taken me to another, but most importantly, never limit yourself. Give it a shot because you don't know what's going to happen. And I would agree with that because that's exactly how I got my role in Give Me Liberty. I had never acted a day before in my life, but an opportunity presented itself. So I tried and look where the hell that took me. So you never oh. want to limit. 
yeah you never want to limit yourself on the opportunities that are presented your way because you may not have done it before and you haven't tried it yet try it the worst they can say is no and what that mean you know what i mean so i would i would highly just definitely you know double down on what tomato yeah. is saying and just try it regardless if you have experience in it or not because you just never know where that opportunity may lead you and so the final question will be from me um tamata what do you want the new narrative to be for people with disabilities with regards to acting modeling being a host what do you want the new narrative to be moving forward i just want people to see us for who we are and see us the way we see us which is powerful, capable, talented, beautiful, sexy, and be given opportunities in all ways, but not because they can, they can just, you know, put a check mark on Diane inclusion, but because of who we are, give us the opportunity to, to be there because we, we need that disability and representation, like for the new generations. I'm sure I know, I, I guarantee you have young girls that look up to you that tell you, I want to be like you. I've had young girls, young Latinas say to me, their moms, like she wants to be like you. She grows up like that's like mm -hmm. amazing. So if we can do more and show all the young generations, yes, this be you. I mean, we need a world that is more representative of everyone, not just people with disabilities. I love that. I love that. And I couldn't agree with you more girl so thank you everyone for joining us today thank you tamata please make so sure much. you follow yes make sure you follow her instagram to stay on top of everything that she's doing she is doing a bunch of stuff so make sure you follow um her page make sure you check out her website and all of her endeavors thank you so much this will i see people Hello. i love you i'm so proud of you you're thank amazing. you boo babe it's so easy to talk to my girl tomato forever but one of the best moments of our conversation was learning about her mission to always use her voice because she at one point lost the ability to use her voice at the time of her accident it's those experiences that shape our purposes in life we can always choose the opposite negative direction after something like that because it's easier but it takes a truly special spirit to make something greater and positive out of it. And Tamata is doing just that. Catch her on IG at Tamata Mena Official and catch me next time on The New Narrative. This podcast is brought to you by Entertainment Speakers Bureau in association with Sitting Pretty Productions and Tasty Shop Media with production sound design by Bonnie and Clyde Productions.